Hey everyone, welcome to the Tuya Christian Fellowship Podcast. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to give online, see upcoming events, or view our service times, please visit our website at tcf.church. All right, let me pray. Father, I love you. I thank you for your grace, your mercy, your goodness, your favor. Father, I'm thankful in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Everybody say amen. Last week, uh, Miss Vicki and I were gone. We were in Midland, Texas. Uh, we preached at Lifehouse Fellowship. That's Jeremy Sutton and Tanya's church in Midland. Uh, their oldest daughter got married Saturday night, and we were there. And uh, then we were in their service on Sunday, and I got to preach. And uh, we had a great time. Kurt preached last week. Uh, the two weeks before that, I talked on the favor of God, and I'm going to continue that this morning, and I will finish that this morning, talking to you about the favor of God. Now, here's the very first thing we found out. We found out that God's favor is for you and that you have God's favor on your life. Now, let me, let me read you a definition of what I said favor is, okay? The favor of God is approval, acceptance, special benefits and privileges, blessing, grace, and mercy. Now, if you would allow me to, let me put God in there, okay? Favor is God's approval, God's acceptance, God's special benefits and privileges, God's blessing, God's grace, and God's mercy. When you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, you are delivered into the provision of God. Now, you had the favor of God on you before you received Christ as your Savior, because if you didn't have it on you, you wouldn't be saved. And so you're here this morning because the favor of God is on your life. I'm a Christian today because the favor of God is on my life. So what we talked about, and I want to remind you of, is God's favor is on you. Okay, you don't do anything to earn it. You don't do anything to deserve it. You know, God's not holding up a measuring stick and waiting for you to jump high enough or waiting for you to, you know, get something done or something changed or, you know, you're on this journey trying to get better. And when you get better, then God's going to release his favor. No, you have the favor of God on your life. And, and for some of you, that's a real paradigm shift, okay? That's a real change of thinking. Psalms 512 says this. It says that... Uh, Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous and surround them with favor as with a shield. Now, I love that. Surely, Mario, surely the favor of God is on you, brother. Amen? And you don't earn it and you don't deserve it. Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. Now, what did we find out? Well, we found out that if you know Jesus Christ is your Savior, you are the righteous. Okay, it says in Corinthians that Jesus, who knew no sin, was made to be sin, that you might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. So I'm righteous this morning. You're righteous this morning. And that righteousness causes the favor of God to be on your life. You have it. You have it. It's yours. You, all you have to do is activate it. All you have to do is let it loose in your life. Amen? All right, now, let me switch over and let me remind you of a couple more things that I said, and then I'm going to show you some amazing things this morning. Okay, we talked about how do you release the favor of God in your life. Well, the first thing you do is declare it. Listen, when you get up in the morning and you're going to work, as you're driving, whatever you're doing, say, Father, thank you that your favor is on me today. Father, your favor is on my children today. Father, your favor is on my job today. Father, my boss likes me. My boss's boss likes me. Father, the people I work with like me. Your grace and your favor is on my life. Amen? 
All right, the second thing we found out is that you acknowledge it. Listen, there's no such thing as luck. Y'all know that, right? Y'all have figured that out. There's no such thing as luck, right? Okay, they don't build casinos on luck, right? They build them on losers. <laughs> Come on, somebody, right? I know I'm hitting some of you where you live, right? They didn't build them palaces on you winning. They build them on you losing, Okay, it's not luck. Listen, you don't have luck. Don't think, well, hey, you know, I've got something go going on in my life. No, it's the favor of God. Okay, acknowledge the favor of God. The next thing is expect it. Look for it. There's a quote that I love, and it says, he that expects nothing will not be disappointed. Let me say it again. He that expects nothing will not be disappointed. We've talked for months and months in church. When you show up in God's house, turn on your expector. Turn on your expectation. Turn on your faith. When you show up in the house of God, you say, God, I need something today, and he will meet that need. So you expect the favor of God to be in your life. You begin to look for the favor of God. Then the last two things we talked about was that kindness draws the favor of God. It always does, and thankfulness draws the favor of God. Now, I want to read to you this morning out of Proverbs. We're going to go to Proverbs chapter 3. I'm going to read four verses, and I believe I'm reading out. Let me see what I'm reading out of. I'm reading out of the New International Version. Now, this week, I went to lunch with a young man, and uh, we ate at a place in Amarillo called, I think it's called Ohms. O-H-M-S, I think is how you spell it. It's downtown in Amarillo. I've never been there before. And uh, he, this young man that I had lunch with, that's where he wanted to go. And they had a buffet. Now, it, and it was amazing. It was super good. Well, we got in line and we got our tray and we're getting ready to go through the line. And the very first thing they had was dessert. Okay, th those are people after my own heart. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Dessert's not at the end of the line. It's at the beginning of the line. And it's a small buffet. And they only had two kinds of dessert. They had chocolate cake. And then they had this, like, this cream cheese cake. There were two kinds of cake. Well, I'm a chocolate cake lover. I'm a chocolate lover anything. Amen. I mean, you know, I get in my wife's cabinet and eat the semi-sweet morsels for cookies, right? You, yeah. So, you know what I'm talking about? So, I, there was a big old piece of cake. I mean, it was big. And so, I got me a piece of cake. And and I thought, man, this is going to be good. And so I got it, and then we went through, and I got some other items, and we went and sat down to eat. Now, now, why am I telling you that? Because I'm about to give you a big old piece of chocolate cake out of God's Word. And there's a lot in this, and I'm going to show you some amazing things. That piece of chocolate, you know, when I first got it, have you ever gotten dessert and thought, man, that's so big, I'm not going to be able to eat it? But then somehow, by the grace of God, you're able to. Amen. You know, have you ever done that, right? Yeah, I, I, I do it all the time. Okay. Well, I'm about to show you something that's amazing and delicious in the Word of God. And so I want you to go along with me and listen to what this says. Proverbs 3, 1 through 4 says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commandments in your heart. Now stop right there and let me make it real. Listen, every morning I get up, my alarm goes off. I go down, I get a cup of coffee, and uh, I go down into the room that I do devotions in, and I build a fire in, in this room. I have a fireplace, and I get a small fire going, and I sit down, and I open my Bible, and I start my day every morning with the Word of God. It says right here, he's asking you to do the same thing. Hey, don't forget my teaching. How do you not forget the teachings of God? You don't forget them by reading them. It says, read the word of God. Then he says, put it in your heart. Every single day I read God's word and I put it in my heart. Now, can I just encourage you? 
If you're not reading your Bible, please begin to read your Bible. Take just a couple of minutes every day and read the Word of God. Listen, it's really hard to be a successful Christian. It's really hard to be a strong Christian apart from the Word of God. Listen, I'm not talking about perfection. I'm not talking about that you maybe don't miss a day, but that you'd begin to make a habit of putting God's Word in your heart and in your mind. Now, the next sentence I'm going to read is going to tell you what will happen when you do. Listen to this. For they will prolong your life many years and bring peace and prosperity. Now leave that verse up for just a minute. Listen, look at what that says. See, I start my day with God's Word. I read God's Word. I meditate on it. I think about it, and I put it in my heart. Well, it says right there that the benefits that you and I are going to have, number one, is a long life. I don't know anybody in this room that does not want a long life. And then the next thing it says is you'll have peace, and you'll have prosperity. I don't know anybody in this room that doesn't want some peace and doesn't want some prosperity. Okay, Pastor, that's great. How do I get that? By reading God's Word. By putting God's word in your heart, it's that simple. It'll prolong your life. It'll give you peace and prosperity. Now, what are we doing here? Well, we're digging into that piece of cake is what we're doing. Uh, When you eat cake, do you start on the side or do you start on the corner? I kind of like that corner. I started on that corner. All right, so we just had our first big bite, and that bite says that you'll have a long life, and you'll have peace, and you'll have prosperity. Let me read you the next sentence. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Listen, some of you need to hear that this morning. Some of you need to be encouraged in that truth this morning. Love is important, and so is faithfulness. Don't let it leave you. Bind them around your neck. Wear it like a necklace and write it on the tablet of your heart. Now, listen to what I just gave you. If you'll read the Word of God, if you'll put His commandments in your heart, it's going to give you long life, it's going to give you peace, it's going to give you prosperity, it's going to stir up your love, and it's going to stir up your faithfulness. Holy cow. I mean, we're we're into that cake pretty good right now. It's pretty sweet. It's pretty delicious. Amen? All right, now that's just a couple of verses. Then pull up that last verse and let me show you something. Then you'll win favor. That's what we've been talking about, the favor of God. Then you'll win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Again, I don't know anybody in this room that doesn't want favor with God. I don't know anybody in this room that doesn't want favor with man. Now, can can I just go back and remind you of what favor is? Favor is God's approval, God's acceptance, God's special benefits and privileges. Listen, these belong to you. Listen, you have God's approval. As I look across this room this morning, if I could take time to call every single one of you by name, all the way from Jonathan to Arthur, you have God's approval, God's acceptance, God's special benefits and privileges. You're his son and you're his daughter. Now, for some of you, that's a real paradigm shift. Listen, I grew up trying to stay one step ahead of God. Y'all remember those days? Yeah, I remember. What do, you, what do you mean, Pastor? Well, you see, God was after me. Now, I don't mean after me in a good way. I mean in a bad way. So I thought. You see, the God I grew up with generally was not in a very good mood. And so I kind of had this idea 
that he was somehow after me and that he didn't necessarily want to bless me, and so I did my best to stay away from him. Listen, one of the greatest days of my life was when I found out through the, God, through the Word of God that he was for me and not against me. Will, he's for you, brother, and not against you. And you have his acceptance, you have his approval, you have special benefits and privileges. Where do you get off getting all that? I mean, come on, man. Amen. His wife is like, yes, thank you, Jesus. All right? That was terrible. Y'all could have said amen or something. <laughs> My gosh. All right. Now, let me go back. Hang on one second here. All right. Now, listen to this. He says, you'll have favor and you'll have a good name. You'll have favor and you'll have a good name. You have God's acceptance, God's approval, God's special benefits and privileges. Now, I want to go to another verse, and I'm going to show you another amazing promise. Now, are you enjoying the cake so far? Man, that icing is thick. Yes, that piece of cake was so big and chocolatey and so delicious. Do you have room for another bite? Okay, Ashley has room for another bite. Does anybody else have room for another bite? Okay, all right. If I was handing out $1,000 at a time, would you be excited? Okay, this is better than gold, amen? All right, listen to what this says. Proverbs 8.35. Now, let me tell you something. The Bible is the book of wisdom, all right? From index to maps, from Genesis to Revelation, from Genesis 1.1 to the end of Revelation, anywhere in there when you read the Bible, you are feeding on the wisdom of God, okay? Proverbs is called the book of wisdom. So when you read Proverbs, you're getting an extra dose of wisdom. Within Proverbs is a chapter called chapter 8. And chapter 8 is like wisdom is talking to you. Wisdom in the Bible is always referred to as a woman. And we know why God was smart enough to make wisdom a woman and not a man. Amen? Some of the wives are like, come on. Right? You know, Rachel's man, she's like, yeah, come on. Right? God was smart enough not to say wisdom's a man. Wisdom's a woman, okay? And it says that she wants to do some things in your life. Can I encourage you? Man, if you have time this week, get out your Bible and read Proverbs chapter 8. It's wisdom talking to you. I want to pull out one verse, and I want you to listen to what she says. She says, for those who find me, who find who? Wisdom. For those who find wisdom find life and receive favor from the Lord. Look at that. For those who find me, for those who find what? Wisdom. Another place in Proverbs, you know what it says about wisdom? It says in her right hand is long life and in her left hand is riches and honor. Wisdom. In her right hand is long life. In her left hand is riches and honor. This verse says right there, when you find wisdom, you're going to find life. Listen, does anybody in here have any dreams? Anybody in here have any hopes? Anybody in here have some things you'd like to see happen in your family? Anybody in here need a promotion? Anybody in here need a raise? Anybody in here want God's blessing on your children or on your grandchildren or your nieces and nephews? Okay, it says right there, when you find wisdom, you're going to get a dose of life, a dose of life, and, and, I love that, favor from God. Listen, you have the favor of God on your life. When you get up in the morning, I want you to recognize it, and I want you to acknowledge it. All right, let me, let me, let me give you another bite here. I got another good one. Are you ready for this? You, you want some more? Okay, all right, thank you. All right, let's go to Proverbs 11.1. 1. 
Proverbs 11.1 1 says, the Lord detests dishonest scales, but accurate weights find favor with him. Here's the simple truth in that verse, and I want to tell you a story. The simple truth of this verse is this. God favors honesty. God favors honesty. Let's talk about scales. Think about how your life is impacted by scales. When you go in Walmart and you buy fruits and vegetables and they sell them by the pound and you put them on that scale to weigh them, you believe that scale is accurate. When you go to the gas station and you buy fuel for your vehicle and you begin to pump that fuel, there's a sticker on that machine and that sticker says the state verifies that when it says it's pumping a gallon, it actually is pumping a gallon. Think if the companies that sold fuel only shorted each gallon by a tenth. And instead of getting a gallon, you got nine tenths of a gallon. You would never know it. I would never know it. And they would make billions of dollars by doing that. But the state says that when it's a gallon, it's a gallon. Think about if you're buying and selling cattle, if you're buying and selling grain, think about how we're affected by weighing things in our life more than you realize. And we believe when we go in places that the scales are correct. You know, when you go to the doctor, What's the first thing they make you do? Well, they make me get on that stupid scale, and they want to weigh me. And I always tell them, hey, I weigh a lot less naked. Would you, you know what I mean? I mean, would you, can I take my clothes off and weigh? And, then, and they're like, no, we take your word for it, right? We, 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 we don't want to have to suffer through that, amen? And so, you know, you know, can I tell you something about weighing if you have a scale? Weigh in the morning before you eat anything and just wear your sleeping clothes if they're not sweats. If they're sweats, get them off. And you'll weigh the less you weigh all day, right? And don't weigh again, amen? All right, but when I get on that scale, I'm always mad at it, but, but I know it's the truth. All right, what does that scripture say? It says that God hates a dishonest scale. He detests it, my brother when he was young, he moved to Hollis, Oklahoma with my mother. My mother got married, and he moved there, and he was a college student, and he went to work for a crop duster. And when he went to work for him, he was just a young man, and all he did was wash airplanes and load airplanes with chemical. Well, this man that he worked for, he would cheat his customers, and here's how he would do it. He would tell a farmer, hey, I'm going to put two ounces, uh, an acre of this chemical mixed with water on your crops to help your crops, you know, and they would spray for different things and different reasons. But in actuality, he would only put one and a half ounces on and he would short the load. Does that make sense to you? So when he said, I'm going to put on uh, two ounces, he only put on an ounce and a half. So in essence, he's cheating his customer, and he's making more money. That really impacted my brother's life. And here's what he would always tell me, and it's this verse right here. He would always say, God hates a light load. God hates a light load. And this man that my brother worked for would laugh and make fun of his customers. He would laugh and make fun of the farmers. And he would tell my brother, oh, they're stupid. But you and I know they weren't stupid. They didn't know what he was doing. And my brother was impacted by that. And here's what he said. If I ever get into business for myself, which he did, he said, when I tell a man I'm going to put on two ounces an acre... I'm going to make sure it's two ounces an acre. I'm never going to cheat anybody because the Lord hates a light load. That scripture says right there that if you and I are honest. Now, listen, I'm not talking about being perfect. 
Okay, I make mistakes, I blow it. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying if you're perfect, you get the blessings of God. But it says this, if you'll endeavor to be honest, if you'll endeavor to do the right thing, God's favor is on that. God favors honesty. Let me show you another verse. Let me go to Proverbs 18, 22. All right, this one is so good. Proverbs 18, 22. He who finds a wife finds what is good. The King James says he finds a good thing. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and receives favor from the Lord. Listen to me, gentlemen. Can I take a minute and talk to all you guys that have a wife? If you're married, you have the favor of God on you. Because there's no way you could have convinced that woman to marry you with your abilities and brain, right? <laughs> I mean, it's a miracle every day that Miss Vicky's married to me. I think back about those days and why that woman hooked up with me, I will never know. But she did because of the favor of God. The Bible says if you have a wife, the favor of God is on you. Another Bible verse says that uh, when you have a wife, that God's blessing is on you. Another verse says that inheritance is from fathers, but a wife is from the Lord. Now listen, I own some land that belonged to my mom and dad, and when they passed away, I inherited it. And that's from, that's from my father and my mother. But my wife is from God. My wife is from God. The scripture says if you have a wife, that the favor of God is on you. Amen? Amen? Men, we should be having some hearty amens here. Amen? Amen. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. That'll get you something to eat after church by being a little better at that. Amen? All right, I want to show you one more thing. Proverbs 22.1. This young man this week that I had lunch with, well, we had a really hearty good meal. And then as we got down to the end of the meal, we began to eat our dessert. And as we got about three-fourths of the way through the cake, he looked up at me and he said, man, I, I'm really getting full. Well, I know you're full this morning. I've been giving you a lot of good stuff, but let me just give you one more bite, okay? We're down just to that last little corner. Now, I know you're going to be tempted to want to lay it over and cut the cake off and just eat the icing, right? Y'all ever do that? Anybody in here, right? Miss Vicky always eats donuts and cuts the bottom off and just eats the top with the icing. Do any of y'all do that, right? Okay, all right, don't do that, all right? Let me show you another truth. Look at what this says. This says, a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. Another translation says, a good name is better than gold. Loving favor rather than silver and gold. Listen, a good name and favor is better than gold. Many years ago, Miss Vicky and I got married. We went off to Bible school, and then we had an opportunity to go in the ministry in Plainview, Texas. And her mother and stepdad lived in Plainview. Well, we moved to Plainview to go on staff at a church, and her stepdad uh, was a doctor in Plainview. His name is Dr. Gail Sigler, and he was a physician there for many, many years. And uh, anytime I went anywhere in Plainview and people found out that he was my father-in-law, I had favor. It doesn't matter if it was the grocery store, the lumber yard, the doctor's office. It didn't matter where I went or what I did. When I would go in someplace and I would say, hey, Dr. Gail Sigler is my father-in-law, my name was good. My credit was good. 
They let me in the door, and people were kind to me. People were friendly to me because of him. This verse says right here, a good name is better than gold. Now, he was a good man. He was a doctor for many years. He was a Boy Scout leader. He was involved in Little League sports. He went to church. He was an incredibly good man, and he impacted me in many positive ways. But I enjoyed his good name in Plainview, Texas, because he was a good man. Now, listen to me very carefully. It says a good name is better than gold. Now, you may think, hey, pastor, that's all great and everything, but I don't come from a family that has a very good name. You can change that right now. Okay, you can change it right now. My father did not grow up in a good family. He did not have a good family name. And in one generation, he changed it. He turned his heart to Jesus Christ. And my, my mother, my brother and I were raised in a good home and in a good family. And I had a good name because he changed his life. So listen to me. If you think, well, hey, I can't do that. It's too late for me. No, it's not. No, it's not. Listen, you're taking the right steps this morning by being in church. Listen, a good name is better than gold, and favor is better than silver and gold. Now, as we wrap this up this morning, I just want to encourage you. Okay, I don't care what anybody else says about you. I don't care what anybody else thinks about you. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you've done. You may think, hey, I've done too much, and I can't have the favor of God. You have the favor of God. Listen, you're loved. You're loved by your heavenly father. He sent his son to prove his love and his favor, his blessing, his grace is on your life right now this morning. And all I want you to do is recognize it, notice it, and begin to acknowledge it. Father, thank you for your favor on my life. Thank you that we have a good family name. Thank you that your blessing of long life and prosperity is on us because of your goodness. Amen?